Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative, multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Whole Heart of Business Show. I'm Laura, and in this show, we're going to be talking about how to use Pinterest as a coach and how to create a marketing strategy that's going to make the most of it. Now, over the past few months, I've become known a little bit, I think, around Pinterest. I'm not a Pinterest expert, it's not the only thing that I do, but I have had a lot of success using the platform, particularly when I was self care coach. We're talking like 100,000 views a month I used to get from Pinterest when that was the work that I was doing and I'm really I really love the platform I think it's a fantastic place to be I'm really passionate about it in terms of using it for coaches but it has changed quite a lot as all platforms have changed over time and I just wanted to share a little bit around like basically a marketing strategy that you can use with Pinterest if you're a coach like I said Pinterest always was amazing for me. It has just been such a fantastic source of of people joining my list and traffic to my website and clients and all sorts of amazing stuff. It's been fantastic. Now, what I've got for you guys is, before I get into the rest of the show, is I have a brand new free planner. So it's the Pinterest Marketing Planner. You can download that for free. If you go to wholeheartedlylaura.com forward slash Pinterest dash planner, you can download the Pinterest planner there. And what that's going to help you do is just plan out the actual overarching strategy that you're going to need to have to make Pinterest work. Because what it's no good doing is just setting up a Pinterest account, doing some boards, you know, pinning random shit onto Pinterest, it's not going to work. The foundational strategy needs to be there and that planner is going to help you with that. And I'm going to explain a little bit of that in this episode of the show. So first of all, is Pinterest a place worth investing your time in? A lot of people recently I've heard have been saying Pinterest's rubbish, there's no point in being there, you're not getting a lot of traffic, blah, blah, blah. And there's some truth to that. (laughs) But hold on, because I will explain where this kind of works. So Pinterest, like I said, Pinterest has changed, as has lots of other platforms. Back when I started off my business, when I started off as a coach back like 10 years ago, it was a lot easier to get your stuff seen. There wasn't as many people. Pinterest was a brand new platform. Things were very different. And the bottom line, it's not that Pinterest is hard. It's that Pinterest is out of a range of different ways that you can market your business, Pinterest is an option. And depending on whether it's hard or easy, depends on lots of different aspects of your niche. It's almost like there's no, unfortunately, nowadays, there's no easy ways to get your stuff seen. There's no easy platforms. They're going to take time. They're going to take strategy and investment in terms of like you learning how to go on and use them and all that kind of stuff. There's no easy options. They sound like Gillian Michaels from the 30 Day Shred. You need to choose your hard. (laughs) You need to choose your hard and take that into consideration. And like I say, I have a Pinterest course, but I'm not here to bullshit anyone in terms of Pinterest is easy, Pinterest is amazing. I do have the testimonials to back up when I do say that Pinterest can work for people. And I'll come on to some of that stuff in a sec. The changes that have been made at the Pinterest platform, very similar to lots of other places, but they've added in this short form video stuff. So your reels, your TikToks, your YouTube shorts style thing. And their version of that is called Idea Pins. So Unfortunately, the thing with these idea pins is that they do not link back to your website directly. And what we want really from any 
content marketing kind of places we want to get people back to our websites. And I'm, I'm going to explain what the overall marketing strategy is. So that's been a bit of an unfortunate change. However, they've made that change because people want that kind of content. They wouldn't have made it if people don't want it. People want, people are looking for that kind of content. So we'll come on to how that fits into the overarching strategy in a second. So that's one element of it. The next one is in terms of people saying that Pinterest doesn't work for them. I've, again, this is something I've talked about in a few different episodes of the show. It's really important, I think, to know what kind of niches work on Pinterest. Funnily enough, my niche, which is business coaching for coaches, is probably not like a massive place that people are going to be seeking information on Pinterest. In all honesty, I think there's ways I can angle it and there's ways that I do utilise it and I angle it. But it's not the biggest. It's not going to send me like the ma- the masses of traffic. But to be fair, given what I do, I'm not going to get masses of traffic because I'm not serving a niche that is huge. When I was a self-care and health coach, my the people that I was serving, there was a massive audience for that kind of stuff. It wasn't a narrow, super narrow niche. It was a big audience of, of people who were interested in that. And that really reflected my success on Pinterest. So what I want to say as well is, is that generally speaking, if you're business to business, there's some kind of like rule breakers in that. But if you're business to business, but like what I am, Pinterest might not be the best place in all honesty. But if you're business to consumer, so if you're a health coach, if you're a life coach, if you're into minimalism, manifesting, decluttering, if you are into career coaching, if you are into helping people lose weight or improving their health or or doing recipes like all of this stuff and oh, Jesus just have a look on Pinterest guys there's like loads of stuff and there is loads of stuff and we're going to come at that side of it as well the fact that there's lots of stuff on there but Pinterest is for, for, for those that kind of stuff of your business to consumer there's huge potential in Pinterest still and that goes back to again choosing your hard and deciding like what's worth investing your time so there's that side of it so I really think that if you are a coach in any of those kind of niches then Pinterest is a really good place. If you want to check if there is a point in being on there, I'm going to put a link to a tool that you can use with Pinterest, which lets you look and put some search terms in and look at the volume of people who are searching for it. So for example, I was quite interested. I've seen the term slow business and slow marketing. So I've written stuff around slow living before. And I was just really interested in how that kind of applied to business. And I searched that on Pinterest and fucking now to come up. <laughs> Which is from one point of, in term, well, I'm saying that stuff came up, but in terms of like the search volume, it didn't come up as even an option. So that kind of indicates to me that people are just not searching for that at the moment. So that's a good place just to check and see if, if people are searching stuff. It's not the be all and end all, and you have to know what to put into it. So if you put something in and nothing comes up, like don't say that that's Pinterest not done for you. This that Pinterest is going to be no good, but it's just a little tool that you can use. You can also have a look at Pinterest trends. That's Pinterest thinking about what is what is going to trend over the next year. And that can give you some insights as well. And there's some great ways that you can use that around helping you plan content ideas and things like that. So that's really good. So that's a bit of a like an overview of if some of the things that you want to consider if you're thinking about whether or not Pinterest is going to be right for you. Another thing is actually nicely bringing on to what I was just talking about there. Pinterest is slow marketing. It is not going to skyrocket your business overnight. You're not going to get clients straight away from it. It's very much a slow burner, but that to me adds an element of sustainability. So just to give an example from my business, I have blog posts that I wrote in 2018 that have been sat, you know, sat on Pinterest 
for all of that time and still bring me traffic and still bring me people signing up to my email list. And it's that that massive one about, and I know you're probably sick of us hearing about it, but that longevity and that sustainability is just really key, I think, in building a business that is, I've got strong foundations. And ideally, yes, you do want to be matching that with something that is faster. If you want to get clients like straight away, then there's other things that you can do and market your business. But I think that there's there's real sense in having an element of that slower marketing and more sustainable marketing in your business as well. Another thing around, just to go back to the short form video, the idea pins. Now, very much like Instagram, if you're on Instagram and if you use the platform, you'll know that Instagram tend to be focusing on real. So they are showing, if you create a real, more people are going to see that over a grid post. However, grid posts are still there. You're still going to see grid posts on Instagram and it's this is very similar with Pinterest. So while you're going to see more of the short form video and the idea pins, the standard Pinterest pin that links back to your website, that is still very much the core of the platform. So again, that's another thing in terms of if thinking if it's going to work for you, you are still, there is still an element of, of that there that's very strong. We're just not talking the same volume of people coming from it is probably what we used to get in the past, but that's okay because it's the same everywhere, basically. So it's just choosing like what that looks like. Of course, the other thing to consider with Pinterest is the fact that to be on Pinterest, you need to be creating ideally blog-based content. I can't really think of any other way of being on there that makes sense. So it's not just about, oh, I'm going to post something on Pinterest. It is actually I have to write a blog post and then post it on Pinterest. So that's something important to think about as well. Do you have the capacity to create blog posts? Obviously, the more blog content that you're creating, the more pins you can get on Pinterest and the more successful you're going to be. So there's a bit of a time trade off there as well, just to consider. But that's totally doable. You can still like blog once a month and get that on Pinterest and have some success with it as well. Now, to get onto the foundational strategy, and like I say, that freebie, wholeheartedlylaura.com forward slash Pinterest dash planner helps you plan this out, basically. But the foundational strategy around this is you need to link some different pieces together. So I'm going to try and explain it in the best way that I can. So on the Pinterest side, if you imagine two columns, on the Pinterest side, we need to think about your account as a whole. So your bio and the boards that you're going to create. So if you're not familiar with Pinterest, it's it's more of a search engine than a social media tool if you haven't been on it. But you have a bio that is that has a searchable, it's it's searchable in its own right. So we need to think about what we're writing in that. And then we have your boards. And really your boards are about how you divvy up your content. So it's about thinking perhaps about content pillars or how you would categorise your content and things like that. And again, your boards, they individually have an element of searchability when it comes to how Pinterest works as a search engine. So that's one side of things that you need to think about. And then in the middle, the kind of central thing that you want to consider is your content planning. So what blog posts are you creating around what different topics and things like that? And again, Pinterest is really easy to use when it comes to getting ideas for search terms. You just need to type something into the top bar and it's going to give you some different options. And you can use that to help you create content that is going to serve the platform really well. And it's really simple, a lot simpler than doing it for Google SEO, but you're literally just putting it into the top bar. So in the middle is creating your blog-based content. That, that's one part of it. And then what we want on the other side of it, because remember, we're on Pinterest because we want to build our business. We don't want to just get views. We don't want to get followers. We want to get people 
to ultimately buy from us. So we need to think about the other side of this kind of little flow chart. And the other side of that is your blog posts leading to people getting onto your list and then that leading to them becoming customers or clients. So what that often looks like is having some kind of freebie that comes from your blog post where it encourages people to sign up and then once they're signed up, they're on your email list, you serve them some nurturing content, usually some kind of sequence of emails that encourages them to and helps you know support them through the process of becoming a client or a customer. That's that's the ideal foundational strategy that we want. This is before we even get into like how often should I post on Pinterest? Like, what's the whole strategy of that? That's before any of that. You want to have that in place because if you're putting blog posts on there that have no freebie or no like very obvious way of signing up, they're not going to do a lot. But you might get some residual like people liking your stuff and things like that and becoming familiar with you as a brand and working with you in other ways. But that's the best you know, strategy that we want to get in place. So just to go over that again, on one side, you've got your Pinterest account, your boards, right in the middle, you've got your blog content and planning that content so that it's going to perform well on Pinterest and thinking about search terms. And then on the other side, if you like, you've got the, you've got a freebie that you want to offer people. And then you've got the emails that you serve people to help them become actual customers, clients, and that, that side of things. And again, that free planner is going to help you map that out a little bit. Something that can work really well with Pinterest is having very strategic content upgrades. So let's say, for example, and, and they don't have to be ridiculously time consuming, but a content upgrade, let's say that you write a blog post that has, let's say, 10 ways to practice self-care in the summer something like that. I wouldn't necessarily suggest that as a, as a topic. There we go. I think I've probably written something like that in the past. And a content upgrade could be download 20 more self-care ideas that are perfect for this summer. So it's very clear. It's like very closely linked. And when you create something that's more of a content upgrade, or it could be download the recording of this, of, of this blog post as a podcast, or get this as a, as a PDF with a little workbook in it. You don't have to do this crazy, like massively complicated time-consuming freebies, it can just be these little upgrades to the main blog post that you've created, and that can work really well. To take it to another level, when we were talking about the boards and like your content pillars, perhaps, or your, or your categories and content, this is where you might, and again, depending on time that you've got, I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but this is where you might want to start thinking, okay, so in my business, I'm a health coach. I talk a lot about, let's say that you talk a lot about the different kind of elements of, of good health. So you talk about sleep and movement and healthy habits and things like that. You might want to start thinking, okay, so do I need a different freebie that's related to those things? So that every time I do a blog post about sleep, I can have that freebie as the freebie for that. So for example, in my business, what I have, and it's actually going to be changing a little bit because I've, I'm going to be making some changes to my content and stuff, but depending on the type of blog post it is, I have different freebies. So if something's more like a self-care lifestyle piece, the freebie is my ultimate self-care kit. And if it's obviously, if it's a business thing, I have a few different business freebies. I've obviously got this Pinterest one now. I'm going to be adding to certain blog posts. So you can start to really tailor and double down on that whole foundational strategy. And that can really help you get more signups. So that can work super, super well. And that essentially is like your marketing strategy for Pinterest. The other side of that is obviously how you make the most of getting stuff on Pinterest, how often you need to pin and all that kind of stuff. And that there's all sorts of different ways that you can approach that. But foundationally, this is what you want to be looking at. And to be honest, it makes sense whether you're on Pinterest or not. This is like strategy to think about. And just to, in terms of your marketing, especially if you're creating blog based content, it just makes a lot of sense. 
So I hope that helps. Obviously, I do have a Pinterest course. You can check that out. But this freebie will help really get you started with it. And yeah, I think it's just, it's a great platform to be on. And funny enough, I had someone who bought Pinterest Magic, the course, and she wrote in my Facebook group, she was like, just to know, Laura, I created a few pins like months ago when we first did this. I haven't had time to do anything else. And I literally get two or three signups to my email list every single week off of four pins. And it, it, so it can really be surprising. And I've had pins go viral on there. And, and honestly, sometimes you just don't know what's, what's going to take off. But being on there is going to give you the best chance to do that. So this is a really good strategy. Another final tip, actually, that's just popped into my head to share around that is when it comes to creating content that that could go viral, that could really get a lot of views and repins and click-throughs and stuff, really think about the trends. Like some of my biggest performing blog posts were the ones that I wrote on Hooga. And because I timed it, God, so fucking well, like, well done past Laura. <laughs> I did something really good there. But I timed it, there was like the Hooga trend. I think it was around about, I think that might have been about 2018. I think it was, or maybe it's 2017. But I timed it perfectly and I wrote a blog post about Hooger just before all those Hooger books came out and just timed it perfectly and now although obviously it's not related to what I do in business now but every single autumn and winter the views to that go through the roof and it's fab and I think that's because I just got the right topic and sometimes it is just sometimes it's by accident but I think if you're looking at the trends and thinking about your niche and thinking creatively you can have some really amazing results with Pinterest. But I hope that's given you some things to think about in terms of creating that foundational marketing strategy that is going to make sure that Pinterest actually does work if you do go on there. Get that free lover.com forward slash Pinterest dash planner and that's going to help you just map that out. And like I say, even if you don't end up going on Pinterest, to be fair, it's actually a really solid thing to consider. But I hope that's been helpful. If you have any questions on Pinterest, give us a shout. If you want to get even more in-depth on Pinterest, check out Pinterest Magic. I'll put the link below for that, but that's wholeheartedlaura.com forward slash Pinterest dash magic if you want the full course. But yes, as always, I'd love for you to let me know if this has been helpful. Do, if you're listening on the podcast, I'd love it if you'd leave a review. I haven't asked for that recently, but it takes two minutes and it's so helpful. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just pop us a review. That would be amazing. Good karma for you if you do it. That would be fab. And if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, leave me a comment. That would be amazing as well. And do pop me a message on Instagram. I'm at wholeheartedlylaura if you want on there, if this has been useful and if it's something that you're going to go off and make use of and find it helpful and implement some of these tips that I've shared. But I'd love to know. Give me a shout and I will see you next time, guys. Take care. Bye.